Uh, I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets, internets, internets. Internets. Y'all are tuned into the Internets podcast. We've been podcasting remotely since COVID-19, COVID, whatever COVID we are in right now. You know what I mean? Whatever number COVID they, they finally got to fuck us up. And um, again, it doesn't stop. Today's guest is somebody that we sat with years ago on the Combat Jack show. A former NYPD decorated officer past the level of, of super detective. Deputy inspector. That's like the only inspector I fucked with was Inspector Gadget. Or well, Inspector Clouseau. But I fucks with this deputy inspector, Corey Pagese. Corey, what the fuck, my dude? <laughs> yo, my man, yo. I was so happy A King hit me up yesterday or the day before. I was like, yo, I'm about to come home. I'm coming to the internet. This is where it all started, man. You know what I'm saying? Yo, world is crazy right now. You know, for me, it's just like, it really ain't no skin off my back. I'm watching these killings and all this. I've been, like, talking about this stuff for years, and now, like, people just got a visual, you know what I'm saying, of what's been going on. I always say if that man could talk, yo, there's hundreds of thousands of dead unarmed black men and women killed Dude. by the police. And I ain't even talking about on slave patrol times. I'm talking about in the last 40, 50 years. Because remember, prior to video, cops were able to control the narrative. Like, they would kill somebody, get in the room, Get everybody say, yo, this is the story. We get right go in front of the camera to the news. So you know what it is, Dallas. You, you know what it is. Man, are you, you ready? We going out there. Now, this thing changed the game. Mm. And the game, because the cops, even with the George Floyd incident, I don't know if y'all aware, the first report that came out of the police department was he was resisting arrest. They still trying to, they can't, you can't even control it. So what they probably did was a canvas of the area so that there was no video footage, but they forgetting about the biggest videos was in people's hands. For the life of me, I can't even believe that they put that report out. For me, it would have been definitely, you know, like, yo, we need to do a three-mile radius, catch everybody on camera. Somebody got a video. But but that's been the play for so many years that it's, it's the default. It's, it's the pick and roll. Exactly. It's the pick and roll play, and they've been going to that play for so long that they just, boom, they just hit that play. It, it, it's it's like they don't even have to practice that joint. Exactly. And it's just like the new hashtag I've been posting out here, bad cops, the gig is up. <laughs> the gig is up. That's it. The gig is up. And I'm hoping that we're going to really see some real change. I'm not, I'm not too hopeful on a federal level for sure because they can't even talk to each other across the aisle. But people got to understand the internet. You got to understand your change is going to be locally. It's like where I live. I live in a small town in Long Island. My police department is 50 cops, 50 cops. I know the mayor. I go to the school board meeting. I go to the building department, sanitation. I know no more. I'm heavily involved in the politics. From like I walk through there, any meeting, they go, here comes you're hot. But you're, but you're hot. Corey, you got to understand something, too. <laughs> and I mean, you already understand that. You're right. hot. Uh -huh. You're hot. So, so... You sitting here with us is a big deal, and and on a local level, you know what I mean. People don't realize like the folks that are watching this, 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 you know, listening to this, and and in another country don't realize that on a on a local level, because of your history, you ring bells. So so even that you removed yourself from the 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 city precincts, you're still you you ring bells as an outlier yeah. and, and the things that we talked with you about years ago and, and, and this entire system is it, being brought to light now. But at the same time, how are dudes, how are these municipalities still coming with the same argument that they've always, or the same narrative that they've always had? Like they refuse to change. Yeah, they, they're able to come with the same narrative because you know, it's like the Trump, it's like the Trump thing. And, you know, by the way, you know, I'm a Democrat, staunch Democrat, but I really like, I really love Donald Trump because he told you what he was when he came out of Escalator. 
So one thing I like is people that keeps it one million, keep it right, not real. <laughs> he tell you, I'm like Mexicans, I ain't dealing with no black people, and the rich people, we're going to win. And that's what he has been doing. So you got to respect the man that does what he said he was going to do. So people don't, it's like, again, the Trump, if, if you vote somebody in office that don't have your best interest, like if you vote Trump, and who you think he's going to make his attorney general? Jeff Sessions. You know what I'm saying? Going to repeal all Obama stuff. He's going to get rid of all the consent decrees in the police departments around the country. So, like, we almost get what we asked for. We, I'm talking about the whole society in general. So, like, you can't even be mad. And out of the last six presidents, only one was one term. So the high probability in November 3rd, this dude might win again. So this is what we get. This is what you get. You have to really be involved on the local. So another thing I like about this guy, and I'm not pumping this guy, but some of the things he did, you got to look at. When he was running, he said, here's a list of 25 judges that I'm going to appoint. And, yo, I thought that was so ingenious, Dallas, because, yo, I'm looking like in New York City, right? It's a mayor election coming up. Everybody running for mayor, you should be telling them, give me your top three guys you put in this police commission. Don't say I'm, a, I'm definitely choosing minority. Nah, I'm locking you right in. Give me the five names of the people who you making a police commission. Give me five names who's going to be the education chancellor. Five running corrections. You know, like we got to lock these people in and say, look, if you can't give me that, you're not going to have my vote. That's how you lock people in. And, yo, it's and, get, and get past just the rhetoric. Get right. past, oh, oh, I'm going to be good for schools rhetoric. I'm right. going to be good for the community rhetoric. Uh, lock them in, man. Trump did that. I'll never forget that. He put that list. I said, damn, nobody ever did that. And that list, he's choosing from that list. Dig it. Dig it. That's kind of ill, though. What, what it you is. Right there? It's That's ill. And, 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 you start locking people in. You run it. Wherever your town is, you running for such and such? Like my town, I'm thinking about every first thing everybody want to feel is safe. So I need to know who the police commissioner going to be. Yeah. And we're going to give you a chance. We give you five names. Like, give me five. So now we can vet these five. We can say, all right, yo, Dallas, all right. We can deal with Dallas, A-King. We can deal with court. Like, these five, all right. We don't have no problem with that. You got my vote. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? But that's how we got to lock people in. Because of it, it's like Joe Biden said, I'm picking a woman. Well, what woman are you going to pick? Right. Corey, the change you're talking about right there, though, is, is for us to become activated and informed mm -hmm. and not simply just buy into marketing. Because I'll be honest with you, marketing in America make everything just taste better, bro. Marketing like the sugar for everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it make, it make politics feel better. It make, you know, I, I mean, I mean, they're going to market this guy Biden as like, yo. He was the homie of Obama. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I remember before Obama had declared running for president, when he was doing that senator stuff, Biden was like, that Obama kid, he speaks well for a black. Mm -hmm. He said that shit. Yeah. Biden well, said think, that shit. Well, I don't think they got to market that anymore. Everybody know what it is. Obama's going to be out there campaigning with him. You know what I mean? It just, it's just... But a good, it, so Biden, it, just, he, he backed into... Anything but Trump. I don't give it. Whoever was running. And that's what I'm saying. So you know it, it comes saying? to the point where it ain't much to really think about. The reason why you... Up, it's man. like you go to the polls because you're trying to escape this shit. That's it. But it did. But and like, you'll deal with this guy, you know, hey, later on. I'm telling y'all. Y'all heard it here. It's going to... I don't know if he's not going to lose. Think about it. The last five... The only one that lost was Bush one. He did one term. Clinton took him out. Everybody else, Bush two, he got his two. Clinton well, got his two. Obama Bush one had, had other things to cook internationally anyway. So yeah. Bush one was still, he was still stirring the pot internationally. But it's it's hard, man. These incumbents, because, you know, they the bully on the mic. They, I mean, Trump sucked the win out of everything. We can't get nothing on TV. You right. got eight people shot. You're going to get 30-second burger. Oh, we got to go to Trump. Because he done said some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I, I don't know. It's it, it's just difficult. I'm just so locked in to trying to deal with my area of circumference. Like, what's going on here? Like, Trump ain't affecting me. My pension coming like clockwork. He ain't taking that's the end of the day. House two cars, white picket fence. He ain't messing with me. But you know what? My street might be dirty. I need to make sure my garbage is getting picked up. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna need to make sure my Walgreens stay open. Corey, so, Corey but you you getting you getting to the real heart now of activism. Mm -hmm. And and you're right. We although we don't fucks with Trump on a national level, I don't think that black folks, even if we gang gang nationally, are are ready for that step. But locally, we are certainly ready to make sure that our trash, our our local services happen regularly. Like you said, your trash gets picked up every Tuesday mm -hmm. and Friday morning. Right. You know that street gets swept. Exactly. Once a week, mm -hmm. and these things. And who is who is my sanitation commission? Who is my police commission? Mm -hmm. Who is the the, the precinct captain mm -hmm. on my block? Exactly. And, and and these hyper local things. I think really that's the that should be the focus for activism right now for people. And you you blaming it right now. Politics, local politics run America. Like is it local politics runs America again? Like I said. The way I live, I think it's like the census last one was like forty-five to fifty thousand people here. The last mayoral run, it was like five thousand folks. Mm. You have fifty thousand people, only five. So now I just tweeted out yesterday. I think I'm running. If five, I can get five G's just on knocking on doors, <laughs> put on a tie, do the Obama roll my sleeve up, take the tie off, look like I'm really busy. I can get five. I'm gonna get five thousand on the hood just knocking on the door. <laughs> <laughs> but local politics is what it is and this um like this criminal justice where i don't even like saying reform anymore for me it's more of restructuring you know defunding people talk about defund right it's really restructuring because i don't think nobody just want to like abolish police but we do know that it, you know with police budgets everybody budgets going down 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 police budgets are going up 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 up, up and services are going down 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 so there has to be some give. When health and hospitals could find, squeeze out money on their budgets, teachers union, you know, everybody could squeeze it. The cops, we could squeeze money. And we could squeeze it doing like, making sure cops are locked into police services, rape, robbery, shootings, homicides, so on and so forth. Emotionally disturbed person. You got an 18 year old son that's taking right. some medication. He didn't take his meds. He's acting a little erratic, but he ain't trying to kill nobody. We need to call some, we need to have some experts on deck, that's where you squeeze that money from the police department. Say, no, now we're going to get some mental health experts to respond to the emotionally disturbed person that's not tearing a house down. He just needs to go get his match. You know what I'm saying? But and see, that, that, that money's still going to be in the police umbrella. That money's still going to be within the, 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 the PD structure. No, because but that's what like I'm saying. Take it out. And you have this whole... So, you know, you look at Oregon. For the last 21 years, they got this thing called... Cahoots, C-O-O-O-T-S. They've been doing this where they have mental health professionals respond to mental health calls. Like, it's, it's amazing. You go to, like, these mental health facilities, they stop fights all the time without a gun. But a cop responds to the scene. They're so scared and nervous because they only get eight to 16 hours blocks of training. They don't know how to de-escalate and defuse these mentally uh, disturbed people. And they're getting their gun because they're scared to death and they're killing everybody because that's the only thing they know how to do. So they shouldn't even be in that business because the statistics have shown over 50% of shootings of police officers involve killing somebody with a mental illness. So why are we still sending them to mental illness cases? Right. right. And I get it. If the mental illness professional get there and they say, yo, we can't handle it, we got to step it up. Now you call the police. You know what I'm saying? But let them go there. That's their job. That's where they went to school and got all these damn degrees. Let them go there. Try to defuse the situation. And we and can get that done. We, we, we've got to get that done through local politics. Because, because again, again, I mean, <laughs> having the police be social workers and all kinds of other administrators, ultimately, it, it, it helps the prevailing rich elite because what does it ultimately do? It culls the herd. You know, we got some people that's, that's kind of, you know, hard to deal with, emotional problems. Bang, bang, bang. Up, killed them. Pot is filled. And you know what? Police got to feed them no more. Police, police have taken on too much. It's like, you know, I've been constantly saying, we've been doing the war on drugs since Reagan, right? Since Reagan. And what are we doing today, the war on drugs? Like, is it is it working at all? Like, no, 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 no. The, the war on you drugs. Can't. The war on drugs now is now the the commercialization of drugs. Mm -hmm. 
But you know what? Dallas, you can't arrest your way out of drug addiction. Like, I'm a national speaker, Philippe, Law Enforcement Action Partnership. I travel the country speaking about this. You can't arrest your way out of drug addiction. If somebody's taking drugs, you can catch them with a dime bag of weed, a vial of crack. You lock them up, and they come home the next day. What do you think they're going to do? Go get another dime bag of weed. It's, it, they need help. It's like Canada. They got safe zones. Canada finally came. There's some countries in the world after Canada last year opened up a safe zone. Like, you shoot heroin, we're going to let you shoot it. We got a building over here where you can shoot. You go in there, clean environment. They give you a clean needle. No more dirty needles in the park so your kids can get stuck with. Where is the profit in decriminalization, Corey? Where is the profit going to come from? There's no profit. Exactly. The profit is keeping building, keeping kids in jail, especially y'all know upstate New York. Some of those towns, Fishkill, Watertown, they thrive off the prison system. So Absolutely. if there ain't no bodies in the beds, that town, it goes back to the 50s. That town, that town dries up and those, and those hicks got to go back to eating possum. Exactly. Whatever they do up in, <laughs> in Fishkill, whatever they do way up in Rensselaer or whatever. Exactly. Right. So right. we got it, but we need like we need people in office that's going to say, "Hey, no longer we do. We're not locking up nobody because they're taking drugs." Now, I'm no, all for locking nobody, up drug dealers. I'm all for that. Is going to, nobody is going to respect black bodies, Corey, and say, "Hey, you know what? We're not going to put these black bodies into these brick buildings any longer." This is what black bodies are used for. Black but bodies. That's why are, we have to demand it. We have to demand it. We got to demand us. I always say, like, you know, people don't understand unless you hit them in the head with a two-by-four, and then they got to reach up, touch their head, see the blood, and they go, that Negro ain't playing. But if they don't see the blood, they own blood. They don't understand. So that's why we got to – you got to be very forceful in what you're doing. I like this whole protest thing. It, it was almost like a perfect storm. God, you know, rest the soul of George Floyd. But you, you figure – Floyd got murdered on camera. Then we had this pandemic. So nobody had anything to do but protest. You ain't no waking up. You ain't got to go to work. So it was almost like the perfect storm. We ain't never seen, you ever seen protests? This is, we going on a month. I'm going on a, I'm, I'm marching Saturday with the um, 500 men in Brooklyn. We marched at Lafayette, right at Lafayette Gardens. We peeling off to Lafayette and um, Fulton. It's the most I've seen us marching for was Yusuf Hawkins. And that, you know... It ain't last this long. No, nah, but it also got... It was also controlled by, by, by forces. It was controlled by the Sharpton. Right, so exactly. It, it was a different thing. At, at least with this, I would say, there is no centralized nope. figure. Everybody's who, doing it. Right, everyone is just out there doing it, and nobody is saying, hey, go out there today. N nobody's giving people directions. People right. are just doing it, mm -hmm. or or at least or at least they're, they're on a again on a local basis on a hyper local basis. They're saying, "All right, you know what? We're gonna pop off today. We're gonna walk today. We're gonna disrupt traffic today." And and it, there's no big national figure. And I guess also for blacks, nobody wants to be that national figure because you know they're coming with the arrow. <laughs> yeah, you know when you're in a hot seat, that red dot is on your head. That red dot right. is, on, and that's right. why yo, know, I'm telling you, people should say what they want is about Rev. But I got mad love for Rev. Rev done been through, he been through it all, and he's still out there. He's still out there fighting. But now you, you just brought up a great point. If Rev, God forbid, he died tomorrow, who we got? Think about it. If Rev go tomorrow. Who are we running to? Because now the establishment is, if, if anything happened, you got to call Rev. You think about every presidential candidate has to go sit down at Sylvia's with Rev. You know what kind of power that is? Like, they have to go sit with It ain't even a choice. You want to know something? You want to know something? Maybe that's been our detriment also, that mm -hmm. it's all centralized. I'll yeah. tell you what. I'll tell you what. When Rev does go, you know what I mean? God bless his soul. Mm -hmm. But I think it's good that we don't have a single figurehead. But we have, because to be honest with you, my needs in New York are different than my brother's needs in Houston. Right. Are different than my brother's needs in uh, Oakland. Mm -hmm. um, are different than my brother's needs in, in Milwaukee or Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like all these places, there are things that need to be 
focused on for that region, for that area. Um, whether it's, you know, like, like Chicago has all these young people who, who don't have any vocation possibilities. You know, one, because the auto industry has been stripped from, from this country anyhow, but, but just the ability to work and make money, these, they, don't have no, they don't have no options like that. So I, I, need, I need work for them. I need industry for them to find itself in the Midwest. I need Google to go out there and say, man, listen, boom, we're, we're establishing ourselves in, in, in Chicago and uh, people who are good coders, people who are good with the internet can come through our channels here and not just deal with us on the East Coast or on Silicon Valley. Right. So we, we've all got different needs and I don't want it to be centralized or focused just through one person, filtered through one person. I, we need it to be filtered through everybody. No, nah, that's right. I mean, we should have we should have local leaders, local leaders all over the country, where everywhere they go, you know, the establishment know they got to deal with such a, this person. They got They got to deal with this person all over the country. That's right. We need to have a coalition of people, not just one face. But again, when something happens right now in our communities, everybody is saying, "What's Rev's opinion?" And that's what I'm trying to establish on the national level when something happened. I want people to be like, yo, what is Piggy saying about this? Because this, this is a brother, we know he's keeping it right now real. He's going to give it to us exactly how it's supposed to be. And that's what I'm trying to create. So, so Pagese, what are you saying? What can we do? Now, now you gave us a little bit of it. You, 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 please expand on, on what defund the police really should be in it and how it should be about reform or, or rework the administration of the police. Well, one of, yeah, one of the things to defund the police, when I'm talking about defund, I'm talking about moving excess dollars from the police department's budgets, which you could find in, you know, all different facets. Again, homelessness, take that away from the police, writing summonses and tickets. Like they already have like parking, you know, you know what we call brownies. Let them do that. Take that right out of the police. They used to be brown. They used to be brown. They used to be they brown. Used to be brown. Yeah. Let's get that right out of the police. Let them do that. Like We got to lock police in, run into police work. Then you could free up money to deal with societal needs, like opening up a PAL, trying to help with, you know, bridge that gap with the community and police by doing different things with that money. Restructuring, this culture of police is a racist culture. It is. That's just what it is. It started off with slave patrols, picking up slaves, runaway slaves. And it's been, so, you know, you think about me being a cop in 1992, somebody with 20 years, and I was first generation, so somebody with 20 years came in the 70s, and their father came in the 50s, they get in the, and their grandfather came in the 30s, and they get stuff passed down to them to bring it into the 90s. And I'm like, it ain't like that no more. What are, what are y'all talking about? We ain't hanging Negroes no more. That don't work over here. We're just not shooting on on people, you know? So like that whole system, that whole culture of policing is racist from hiring practices, job assignments, promotions, the whole nine. So you have to be, it has to be like a whole gunning. And again, and I look at the Minneapolis Police Department, everybody's um, up in arms and all happy because it's a black police chief. But I, my thought process is so much different. I'm saying, how does he just take the job within two to three months and he allows a cop like Chauvin on the street with 19 years, 18 complaints, three confirmed shootings, which most police, not only that, he was the training officer that day. Most police go 20 years without one shooting. So I don't care if he black, white or green, for me, it was definitely a lack of leadership because I take over any police department. The first thing I want is internal affairs sitting right You want to look at Chief Man? Who, who are my guys who are frequent shooters? Who are my guys who are fuck ups? Dallas, it's not rocket science. Most police departments is a high school diploma to get the job. As a matter of fact, the highest paid police department in the country is right here in New York State, Suffolk County. They make like 170000 after seven years, and all you need is a high school diploma. So it ain't rocket science. You just said, <coughs> any job you take over, you, you want to be like, tell me who the misfits are. I need to know who they are immediately. So how does this, so I think it was a lack of leadership. And some people say, oh, you too hard because he's black. This ain't no black and white thing. This is about our babies. This ain't no black and white. I ain't telling him to take the job. But if you take it, 
you should have vetted your whole police department. It's not like NYPD commissioner where we have 40,000. It's going to take you months to go through 40,000. You're talking about a department with three, four, five hundred people. We do that in a week. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody there has to be some checks and balances. So the only way to change the culture is either get rid of everybody, which we know we're not going to be able to do, or change the mindset of cops. And so changing the mindset is going to have to be consistent, consistent monitoring and change. And it has to be from the top down. Like the top has to believe that we are going to have to treat black and brown communities just like we treat everybody else. If they're not believing it, it's never going to get down to the janitor. But if it gets down to the janitor, I can promise you somebody in the middle, a middle management person is going to disrupt you. That's where you're a leader. You got to find out who that person is. And then you chop their neck off. And that it resonates saying, whoa, the leader is not playing. We have to treat black and brown communities right. But the first thing they have to do is admit it. It's like an alcoholic. My name is Corey Pegues, and I'm an alcoholic. So in policing, it has to be the police. We have been treating black and brown communities unfairly, and now we're going to fix it. So they have to do that. If they're not doing that, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be the same thing. And I, I'm telling you right now, we're going to see another one in the next few weeks. Watch. Because if you see, if you see after George Floyd, America burning down, and you look up in Buffalo, they push an 80-year-old white man down, bust his head on the ground, and keep walking by, that's the arrogance. America was burning down at that point. <laughs> they were burning. They were burning police cars, burning buildings. Taking over precincts in Seattle, they still got the precinct in Seattle. <laughs> they still got it. They, they, they didn't want that building. They didn't want that building in Seattle. Believe me, what that, that building in Seattle must have had all their drones, all their fly shit. Because they're not giving up their fly police, shit. A black police chief out there too, probably yeah. over her head. Corey, what do you think is the possibility? And, and I mean, there's no union in America stronger than the police union. Not even the Major League Baseball Players Union is as strong as the police union. Do you think it's ever possible that um, officers will have to be insured individually and against bad behavior? Because a lot of these municipalities, we've come to find out, are going broke, paying for officer indiscretions. They're literally borrowing money to pay settlements for officers that have, like, you know, fucked up. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, again, something else I've been preaching. So I do understand if I have to walk through the door and, and figure out, come home and say, I don't know how I'm going to pay the mortgage. It's a problem. So you got to start tying cops in personally. Like when you're restructuring these police union contracts, well, the first thing I think you have to do, police unions, you got to take out the lobbying arm of police unions. They need to be state, local, federal, and um, state legislation saying that police unions can't lobby. Because what happens is they're paying these lobbyists millions and millions of dollars. So the politicians are voting right down the line with the police because they don't want the drama. They're voting in line with the police because they're able to lobby. But if you take it, if you have legislation saying police unions can't lobby no more, you're gonna have so much change because now the mayor is going to be the one putting in policy. The police commissioner is going to be the one to put in policy. Not people upstate or wherever you live that's making the, making the policy. You know, because now the legislators won't be beholden to the police unions. They're thinking like, oh, man, if I piss these people off, they're not going to vote for me. They're going to be out there protesting against me. And, you know, for the most part, pretty much everybody like the police for the most part, except for black and brown communities. So they don't want that drama. You have to take that out. And you also have to tie in liability to the police officers personally. Like their house, car, you know, family, heirloom, you know, inheritance, all that has to be tied in. Because when you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay your mortgage, trust me, it's going to affect the way you police. No more saying, you know, I, I remember cops. They didn't care. They doing what they're getting sued. I know cops been sued for 10 million. I've been sued for $20 million. You know, nobody cares. You don't even care because, you know, it's not coming out of your pocket. No one cares. You got to make them care. So you got to tie in, per, even if it's 25%, 15%, whatever it is towards a settlement, you have to tie it in. That's the only way you got to make change. You got to do drastic change. It has to be drastic 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, I mean, the, the, the do we have the will? Do we have the will to overhaul this system? I mean, I see people. Honestly, I see people breaking down here in New York City because they've been they've been blowing off fireworks for a week, two weeks straight, or whatever it is. But people are starting to lose their mind from fireworks. So, does the public honestly have the will? Because I know the police have the will to. I mean, these are people that barely graduated high school. Police going to ride it out. The police going to ride it out. But what I'm saying is this. Listen, you have to make change. And the only way we're going to make change in policing, like, police don't need no new training. We don't need no new laws or legislation. What we need is terminations. When a cop does something, you got to fire him. You have to fire. It's like this new chokehold they got in Far Rockaway. And they suspended him the next day. They arrested him yesterday. It's just, it's just, all of this is a start. But two weeks ago, legislation came down, making it a misdemeanor um, to choke somebody as a cop. So why was he suspended? He should have been locked up that day. Don't take two days. But it's a change. They're changing it. Like You have to start firing these people, putting the bracelets on them and parading them in front of the cameras, just like they do perp walks with regular criminals. And that's how you send a message to police departments that this type of behavior won't be tolerated. And most cops, I'm not putting a number on it, it's from 50 to 80, whatever the number is, most cops just wanna do their job and go home. So I'm not buying that 90% of them wanna do their job and go home, I'm not buying that. But there is a percentage that just want to do their job and they just want to do it the right way. But I'm proposing now the law enforcement bystander bill saying that if a cop is at the scene and somebody does something, if it's cursing somebody out or shooting them and you don't say anything or report them, you're fired. Like, we're going to leave no gray area. There's no suspension. There's no, we're taking three days. No. We find out, example, a black and a white cop go on the corner to just, you know, move a group of five black guys, and a white cop go, y'all niggas got to leave. And a black cop doesn't say nothing. We find out on the body camera he was there. I don't care if it was a rookie or 20 years. Fire. Just boom. That's how you send a message. You And to me, that is that's almost normal. You know, no longer we're going after the person that did something, but everybody else standing there, they get a pass. Like Eric Garner, all of those cops there, nobody jumped on the Pantaleo's back and said, get off of him. All of them, bye-bye. McDonald's is always hiring. Let's go. That's how you send the message. Because America keeps saying, these governors, police commissioners, mayors are saying, we have so many good cops. And America is saying, where are they? We looked at Garner, no cops help. We looked at Ford, Floyd, no cops help. We looked in Atlanta with the two cops, the Taser, like, What's going on? Show us the good cops. America don't believe it's good cops until they see a cop on television stopping his partner from killing a black man. Then they'll say, hey, there are some good cops out there. Don't don't give them no ideas, Corey, because someone will stage that shit too. <laughs> someone will stage that and put that shit on an iPhone and then people will be like, see, there are good cops. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, Dallas, that Asian cop, the Asian cop in Minneapolis was this close to being a national hero. All he had to do was go over there and snatch that crazy white cop off Floyd's neck, and America would have been like, that's the type of cop we need. He probably would have caught a lot of backlash, but they would have saw, that's what we're talking about. And now, Can I, can I tell you something? Court, tell me about the backlash. Because, see, I think people don't really understand how how deep it gets. Uh, I want you to I want you to actually get personal with me. Um, I, I was reading an article in the Post, man, that um the uh, the Nassau supervisor felt the need to come visit you because mm-hmm. the people in the city were saying, "Hey, this guy out there in, in your county, yeah, he, he's a headache to us. Uh huh. Give him a hard time. Uh huh." Yeah, so once I got off the Combat Jack show, that number five rated show in 13 that we blew up, that was a big show. Um, you know, the PBA, the union and NYPD was mad because of the, the 
content of stuff we were saying or I was saying on the show. And they sent the police commissioner sent out a word to his guy out where I live in Nassau County to come and get my gun. So like 20 cops showed up at my house. 20 cops showed up at my house and was like, yo, we need to take their guns. I'm like, for what? Like, what did I do? Like, I'm retired. I retired in good standing. You know, I have my pistol permit. Everything is on the up and up. And, yo, it was kind of funny. It, you know, the detective that came this way, he was just like, Corey, I'm just a messenger. Like, he even, his eyes, he was like, this is some bullshit. I, I don't even know why they sending me here. Because I could have just went on TV the next day and said, all that stuff I said to Dallas and combat and them was a lie. Then what they would have been, they would have looked like egg on their face. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what they do. And as far as like other backlash, yeah, it could be stuff like that. Or like if you intervene to help. I mean, look at Carrie Al Horn. Out in Buffalo, Carrie Al Horn. You could Google her. This is a female black who 15 years ago saw a white, her white partner choking a black man who was in cuffs. She stopped him. She ended up getting fired. She had 19 years on her job. She lost her pension. They fired her with 19 years on, didn't give her a pension. But the caveat that people don't know about her story is it was a black police chief and a black man in Buffalo. So there goes that theory with the soul black. We love each other. Black, we love no. I don't care if a person is green. If they treat us fairly, they treat us fairly. Here was this black officer a year ago to get her pension, and they fired. And I'm just happy they're reopening her case right now from the climate of all the stuff that's happening now, and hopefully she can get a pension back. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad she's still alive and she's still around. Yeah, she can get some, we we'll get some restitution. She was homeless. She was homeless. She got five kids. It was bad. Me and her, we just spoke at Penn State University before this pandemic. Me, her, and Damon Jones, and um, I was the first I, I heard about it, but I got to meet her, and I see her, the, the tears coming out of her. They, they, they hurt her bad, man, and it's not right what they did, but that's that police culture. That's that culture. I, I was in it, and I was willing to do whatever. It didn't matter to me. I was about taking care of the community. I didn't care about Most cops want to be like, you know, I didn't care if you ate with me, if you talked to me. Most of my careers, people didn't talk to me. I ain't go out with them. I ain't eat with them. I definitely ain't gonna go buy my damn coffee. That way, they'd be like, hey, boss, you, you want light and sweet? Nah, not happening, bro. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna do the kizzy on my cup. That's not gonna work. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> so these are the things that you have to do when you're trying to be successful and make it through such a... Uh, a system that's so racist and it's not built for a black man. Either outside or inside, it's not built for a black man. Like, yes, the NYPD just promoted this guy, the three-star chief in community affairs yesterday, and everybody's throwing a parade. They made him the chief of community affairs. And I'm laughing. It's like, it's two spots they put all the blacks. They put the blacks in housing, in the projects, and in community affairs. I would have been impressed he would have made him chief of department, chief of internal affairs. Like the power positions in NYPD is police commissioner, chief of department, chief of patrol, chief of internal affairs, chief of, chief of counterterrorism. Give us those jobs. When you leave counterterrorism, you on CNN, Fox, you national, you leave, you making half a million dollars a year as a consultant. That's what community affairs, what are you doing? What are you doing in community affairs? You don't have no power. All you do is run around giving out turkeys and riding bicycles with kids, maybe <laughs> sucking on a lollipop, standing on the bus stop. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on. I mean, at least you get that nice, you get that nice blue shirt, that royal blue. Don't yeah, come in and get that nice. Yo, blue. I'm into power. I'm into power. I can't make no changes if you give me some juice. Right. I, I don't put me in. A, I'm just in a spot where I, I, I'm just there. Yeah, it's nice. You got a bump. You got a raise. But I'm saying I need to affect people. I need to do serious policy change. I need but, that power position. But but that's where that's where they got all the black cops mm -hmm. in community affairs, in like you said, in housing. Um mm -hmm. was was transit, was the underground ever a, a mm -hmm. kind of place they tucked away the black cops? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's what they do, because that's what we allowed them to do. Again, I'm telling you, the move, it looks like right now I know the front runner, the front runner for the mayor race is Eric Adams, Brooklyn Borough president. I've thrown a few fundraisers for him. That's my man. I'm hoping he get in there and he makes some serious change, you know. 
It's about change. And so what? Like, I, I'm telling you, if I was police commissioner anyway, I'm painting it with a black brush. I'm painting it, and ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. But it's going to be qualified and quantified black people. You know, it's funny. Like, I used to take over commands. I'd bring a few black people with me. They'd be like, oh, you bring black people. And it'd be like, well, when a white commander was here, he brought all white people. Like, what, I don't understand this. What are we saying here? You know what I'm saying? I mean, but by the way, the people that I brought here, this one got a master's, this one got a bachelor's, this one has one a degree in physics. Like, what are we talking about? Right. But that's how they treat us. Right. But I'm all for, like, bringing a bunch of people who look like me that's qualified for the job. So nobody can't say, they can't say anything to me. Right, like you said, I mean, but and it starts at the top. And it starts at the top, but I guess it starts with us too, going into that poll in November and every November and saying, "Man, yo, what locally? Who is my sanitation commissioner?" Everything and people gotta get gotta get off November. Like I just voted three days ago. I just voted. Right. We just voted here. It's June. I just, we right. just had right, the local right, right. The primary. The primary. That's indeed. That's indeed. Yeah. So like, no, because everybody be locked into November. November, I gotta vote. No, I'm voting every. I don't care what day it is. We have to know with school board voting. We gotta know everything. We have to know everything. You're right. You're right. I Community always, board. Let's turn back to Ferguson. Mm. Mike Brown murder. After his murder, we learned a lot about Ferguson. Ninety-five percent black community. 100% white school board, 98% white police department. They only had two black cops in the whole police department. Mm. Like, huh? What's going on here? The whole school board is white? It's 98% black people. The whole, like those numbers, they actually just got a female black. Their first black mayor is a female in Ferguson. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, it, look, I can't even like argue because I live in a 98% black community and it's an 80 year old white man that's the mayor. And I'm like, how did this happen? How did we have nobody? Y'all couldn't run nobody in this community? <laughs> nobody? <laughs> oh man, I don't understand what that's like. It's, I voted for the black guy that ran, but uh, I guess nobody liked him. Well, I mean, we'd have to see the total return numbers from that poll. and. And frankly, hey, listen, that dude might he might have visited a couple of churches. Oh, you know he did. Oh, I'm I'm quite sure. Oh, yeah, they call him they they call him honorary black man around here. You know, he used to coach Dr. J and all of this stuff. Dr. J came to campaign for him and everything. Oh, yeah. Wow. That, that, that's, that was a rap. That, that, that was what you call a slam dunk, Corey. Yeah, I said, damn, they got the doc in the building, the doc. <laughs> that's a slam dunk. That was a slam dunk. That was a slam dunk. Marketing, marketing, marketing. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to pull it back now. Now we're going to pull it back to some, to some street shit. New York City, man, got to pop off kind of serious. I didn't realize we had over 40,000 police officers in the city. That's an incredible number of officers. Mm -hmm. That's an army. Yeah, it's the third biggest army in the world in terms of numbers. The third biggest army in the world in terms of numbers. And when I was a cop, it was 50,000. So it's 10,000 down from when I was a cop. Back in Giuliani times, it was 50,000? Yeah, it was 50. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, remember it's eight point three million people, so it's really not a lot when you're talking person to person. Yeah, I know, but I mean, out of eight, out of eight, nine million people, how many are children? How many are elderly? Yeah, you're right. And they got, and they got, and it's always the biggest budget. I think last year it was like a one point six billion dollar budget. So you know, the NYPD is a Fortune one hundred company. People don't realize that in terms of numbers. This is forty one hundred. Like as a commander, I had a budget of like twenty two point five million dollars. After doing an analysis of personnel, salaries, cars, equipments, computers, so on and so forth, it was like a twenty two point five. That's one precinct. That's right. not seventy five precincts. That's one. So it's a it, it's a big deal, and it's a lot of money exchanging hands. Now I always I always wondered. I mean, precincts have those have those numerals. Do we actually have 120 precincts? No, it's 76 precincts, nine housing developments, and nine transit districts. Okay, yeah. okay. 
So okay. it's a little. So some of those numbers get skipped from time to time. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. They just. Yeah. They skipped. Oh, because you know one, two, three. Right. Right. I see. Right. 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 And I was yeah, just. Staten Island like, is is one one hundred. Um, one two one two oh one two one and one two three. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they just, I don't know why the numbers are the numbers, but it's not one through a hundred, right? Okay, okay, still, but still in all, so so we're looking at. There's no five six precinct, but it's the five two, five three, mm. and and the five zero. Oh. That's all in the fifties. We we were on fire two weeks ago here in the city. I mean, countrywide we were on fire, but here in this city we were on fire. We're on such fire, Corey. Let me tell you something right now. Combat Jack's son, his his middle son, is going to be running for city council person wow. in 2021. Nice. And, yo, hold on, man. Rest in peace to Combat. Rest in peace to Ed Woods. Yes. My dudes, man. Passing away days apart. Partners, former partners, my brothers, man. It was a real trying time. I know, I know it was very painful for you guys, too. I walk with them dudes. I ain't even get a lot. I be cursing them dudes out sometimes. Like, damn. Like, all the stuff I'm doing now, getting ready to sign these major TV deal and all this. Like, this is all. Imagine if them two niggas was here, right? Yo. Oh, man. Me too. Crazy. 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 But, you know, the G.O.D. had other plans for them. So, it is what it is. But it it don't stop. It don't stop. It don't stop. We're on fire. We're on fire in this place. And... And I feel like this was the closest we ever came to, um, I mean, anarchy, I guess, or just a, or just a breakdown inside this inside this place. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, with all the frustration, and you talking about back to back to back incidents: Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, um, Brooks, and Atlanta, like. Well, even even the the reoccurring stuff that's happening, you know, um, since then, you know, just yeah. the little things you see online, right? Uh, maybe not uh, ending in death, but you know, just the brutality of it, and to see that these people are just showing no mercy at, at all, man. Like they're, they're treating us like why, dogs. That's why Dallas was saying, yo, the arrogance, the arrogance is like tenfold to these to the cops and i'm not even saying just white cops it's the culture i know i named 50 black cops i don't want coming near my family so uh-huh. it's this culture i'm telling you it's this culture because a lot of the black and brown cops they fall to the wayside and believe in the bs that the other people be doing yeah. so it has to be a systematic change but it has to be the leadership it has to be the leadership, man. I, I really, truly believe I am the preeminent person in America that could talk to this level, especially um, being deeply involved and embedded in the street and then making it to an executive in the biggest police department in the country. There's no, there's no other person. Show them to me. There's no, you probably be able to find a bunch of cops that sold drugs, became cops, but then become the commander, the second most violent precinct in probably the damn country. So... I have a voice and I know all of this stuff. I know how to change this stuff. And the first thing they gotta do is start, they gotta start terminating these people. Cause look, every time one of these cops, remember Chauvin, 19 complaint, Pantaleo, he was getting sued for a million, you know, a couple of million dollars. He had 13 complaints. All of these guys have backgrounds. So how do they keep having backgrounds? Because you just push them along, push them along, push them along until you end up with George, until you actually end up with him standing on a neck like George Floyd. Because he's sitting there saying, when everybody's screaming, yo, you're killing them, you're killing them. He's sitting there with his hands in his pocket like, and ain't nothing going to happen to me. I got the culture on my side. That that was that vibe. That was a straight up vibe. That's it. I'm telling you that's it. And for his partners to sit there and they, you know, not do anything. Six minutes, you know, I've been to all these protests. They stand now for eight minutes and 40 seconds. I, I can't even do it. I do it for like a minute and my knees hurt. So eight minutes and 46 seconds is crazy. Listen to this Most people don't even have sex that damn long. <laughs> you wild, you wild. But listen to this shit though. Listen to this serious shit. What if these rich, municipalities, when I say rich municipalities, I mean like places like 
out in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, that like, you know, where Google uh, employees and, and big time money makers, Wall Streeters live in Connecticut. What if they say, fuck, uh, we're going to have our private security. What if we're going to abolish mm. police departments and have private security for our municipalities? Is, is that a, an improvement or is that even less accountability? I think it would be less accountability because it has to be regulated. It has to be regulated because, I mean, you could go out to Nassau and Suffolk. There's hundreds and hundreds of police departments. It's like here in Nassau County. Hempstead have it. You got Nassau County Police Department, but Hempstead got their own police. It's in Nassau County. Dix Hills got their own police. It's Dix Hills. Florida Park got their own police. So it's police. Freeport got their It's police everywhere. Every municipality got their own police department for the most part. You know what I'm saying? And Nassau is like the big brother because they have the two to 3,000 cops. Everybody else have a small number. So if there's something really big, Nassau comes in. Take like if there's a homicide, you know, they do the investigations and stuff like that. But you just can't have these people coming up with mom and pop police departments <laughs> and they're not regulated. That's not going to work. Okay, so 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 we may not we may not see that in the future. I, see, I'm concerned that we well, may see that. You know, when we're looking at it, what's the training? What's the training? Is it going to be clear training? Like who's who's regulating the training? Where they getting the training from? Are we going to be going around check doing checks and balances? What kind of weapons they're going to be carrying? How often they're going to go to the training? Are they getting all the necessary training? De-escalation training, firearms training, um, hazmat training. You know. You know all of that, and it has to be regulated. Now, now, Corey, we've been giving everybody all these trainings already. I and know. I told you no more. But I told you no more training. They need termination. Training is over for me because I know they're getting the training. I was there. I did the training. The training is good. So we need to find out what's going on with their mindset and why they're killing black and brown people, beating them, maiming them. That's what we need to find out. So I'm, you will never see me stand up and say cops need more training. I'm never going to say it because I know when you say need training, the um, police departments are standing there laughing, saying these Negroes want some training. So I'm going to create, I'm going to create a little training to keep their mouth shut. We're going to do. It's like Eric Garner. They said uh, after Eric Garner, we all going to training. They they sent everybody to training, but they already had a rule on the books for 20 years that you can't choke people. So why are you training them again? They already know it. But that was to satisfy the masses and everybody, the civilian sector went for it. It was like, yes, they doing more training. Fuck training. Hold them accountable for the training that they already have. Right. That's what we need to do. Right. So when people stop saying they need training, because it sounds good, need training. Stop saying it. They love when y'all say that because all they're going to do is create some BS training and give it to their boy so their boy can get the contract, give you $300,000 contract, come in here and train these people. No, they ain't good. They're going to kill somebody else in the morning, but we can say they got the training. Stop saying they get the training. So just think about it. If you have a company, are you going to train people halfway to keep your company um, susceptible to liability? No. You're going to give them the training for your company. You're insured. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You're not just right. give them right. BS training. So, 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 then, so then what, what – I'm looking to you – for a quick fix, Corey. I'm looking to you for, do I need an accountability officer? No. Do I need, need accountability? You need, no, they have all of that. We need termination. You need to start firing these cops. That's the only way you're going to send a message. If you do something and it's against the rules and regulations, like I would tell my cops all the time, there's two mistakes you can make. The mistake of the mind or the heart. If you make one of your mind, I'm going to kill you. But if you make one of your heart, like sometimes people honestly make mistakes. If it's a mistake, I'm going to ride with you all day long. But if I think it was calculated, what you did, malicious intent, you got to deal with me. You got to make that phone call home and say, baby, we ain't going to be able to pay the mortgage. Mm. The geese just call into an affairs and put the bracelets on me. That's the type of leadership you look But most people in any, in any job, all the jobs y'all had, most leaders want to be like, everybody want to be happy, 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 happy. That's why whatever I took over somewhere, immediately I pissed everybody off. And then I got happy later. 
But they knew, say, yo, this guy ain't playing. You come to the door like, yo, he ain't playing. And then end up being a nice guy. I end up being a nice guy later. But y'all got to understand, we ain't playing no games here. We got work to do. Let me tell you something. The only reason why it's just me and you and a little bit of King on this podcast is because the rest of the guys on the spaceship, they don't like me. They don't <laughs> like me because I'm, I'm that dude. I'm... <laughs> I love you. I'm, I'm sitting there, yo, hey, King, I'm on my, I'm watching TV like three in the morning. I forgot a while ago. I turned to some crazy channel and Dallas is on. He's on this show about food or something. That I don't know what it was. And you're like walking the streets of New York with somebody. I said, yo, they go my man. I love it. That's the food joint. The food joint. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So look, man, all of them dudes that don't want to be on, they don't like you. Just tell them, yo, y'all got to look in the mirror. That's the issues with the mirror. I tell people that all the time. Yeah, oh, man. A lot of people I'm... don't like me, but I tell them, look, I walk with it. I walk with, like, I have, like, this hater shield around me, and it's like a fly swatter. And I walk, and people just be falling. And I'm like, I don't know. It must be another hater. Don't worry <laughs> about them. We focus on moving forward, man. <laughs> facts. 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 So, so we, I got I to gotta keep an eye on your man, uh, uh, Eric Adams. I'll be honest with you, man. A hundred uh, black men in law enforcement was always a good voice, was always on time. I was a member, I mean, of course. I, I, I'm, that's when y'all was good, Corey. I yes. feel like as y'all have gotten more popular, I don't know, y'all become a slightly Hollywood. Yeah, it kind of, listen, I, I'll be honest with you. Just like any other organization, it was, it was internal. It, was, it started to be internal. Some people, you know... Eric was like the face, you know, everything was equal, but he was the spokesperson. Sure. And some people couldn't, it's just like you saying with your little tick, some people couldn't deal with it and it, it created internal rift. And it sure. kind of, they, they're still around a little bit, but they ain't making no noise, you know. And, he, and, he had and, actually and become the face of the organization. To, to be honest with you, I'm sure people got inserted in there or people wiggle their way in there oh. from, with other agendas, of course, to undermine it, to to, to to break it apart. But yeah. but I, I will say this though about you, about Eric Adams, is y'all were always accessible, mm-hmm. and even to this day. Well, I mean, I haven't been on the subways in a minute, but I could catch Borough President Adams on the subway, yeah, riding the train from Crown Heights to to his job in Borough Hall, yeah, and I'd speak to him and and you know. You know, respectfully, of course. You know, what I mean, you don't, right. you don't talk crazy, but, but, mm-hmm. you know, accessible. And he's a good dude, and he's gonna bring some change and accountability. He's gonna bring change, accountability, and um, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be good. I don't know if City Hall is ready. I don't know if we're ready for him yet at City Hall. I don't know if we're ready for him yet. I think we need another. <laughs> we always being told to wait as black people, right? Listen, wait. Corey Johnson, Scott Stringer, all of it's a wrap. So the gig is up. It's, it's Eric, 21, 20, 2021, baby. We riding. We riding this way. We're going to get him in. And, you know, just a little Eric Adams history, what people doesn't don't know is every election he ran in, he ran unopposed, which is absolutely insane. So it's almost like when they found out Eric was running, they was like, I can't beat this dude. Everybody dropped out. He has never run with an opponent. And they're talking Scott Stringer, Corey Johnson. This is what they're saying. But um, we'll see. Bronx Borough President already backed out. Ruben mm-hmm. Diaz. He backed out. Couldn't I'm going to tell you what. If, if Borough President Adams even switched his party to Republican, mm-hmm. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. He's gonna I'm, win. I'm telling you, man. He's going to win. I promise you. We got, He had a vision, man, many years ago. I remember when we was cops. You know, me and him studied together for the captain's exam. Me and him and four other brothers. We was the only two to pass the test. And, me captain. and uh, he always said he had a 12, 13-year plan to be mayor. And, you know, we used to be like, yo, Eric, stop, man. You're crazy, man. And Dig. look Dig. at him now. Dig. Yeah. Dig. So... We just need good people. We need good people in office that good hearts, man. And they got a whole, and you know, he know this whole police thing, cold. So 
I'm gonna feel sorry for whoever the police commissioner is, whoever he chooses. Woo, they're gonna have a problem over there when police flies. <laughs> I promise you that. Well, they're gonna have a serious problem. That, that's gonna, that's yeah. gonna be the thing. I mean, who's more powerful in, in One Police Plaza, the commissioner or the PBA chief? Well, the PBA, mm. the PBA uh, delegate has the power, like, to move his people around. But he can't, he don't have internal power. He's just what we call a loudmouth. That's what union presidents do in all unions. They're there to protect, protect, protect their people. They're never going to say they're wrong because they're always up for re-election. And so in circles, most people look at Pat Lynch as a loud mouth, speaking a lot of rhetoric, and he has no fight. You got to think about 50% of the cops don't even live in the city. So they don't even have voting. They can't even vote. So when I was a cop, they had a lot of power. It was like Phil Caruso. You know, these guys had a lot of power back then. A lot of power. You talking about Caruso? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Today? <laughs> they ain't got that power. He just yeah. hey, 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 rap hey, hey. He's just a loud mouth. Nobody respects him. <laughs> but they but they line up behind him though. They line up behind <laughs> Yeah, they line up behind him, but I'm gonna tell you what. That Eric Adams, man, Adams, it's gonna be a problem. <coughs> I, I think Lynch, so. he might not even ever take a meeting with Pat Lynch. Mm. <laughs> wow. Straight up like. Mm. I ain't even mean with you. Take it. Take it. We gotta jump off the call, man. I appreciate you hanging with us, man. So while we got the technical difficulties straightened out. But before we get out of here, brother, always good to see you, man. Can't wait to see you in the streets again. Tell me about this CP logo on your on your fitted cap right now. Tell me about that joint. Yeah, that's my business logo, Corey Piggy's Enterprise. You see the E? You see the E down? Most people yeah. don't see the E. They see the I see, the it. I see it. It's all in there. It's, it's all in slick, there. Right? Yeah. Yep. That's my logo, man. I had it for like six years. So I went into Liz to buy Yankee. I had it was $48. And it just flipped me. I was like, I'm not paying the Yankees no more money. So <laughs> he did Yankees all that. I'm rocking my I said, Can you do this hat for me? I was like, How much is it? It's like 45 I said, Yo, I got a logo. He said, Email it to me. Emailed it. Stitched it, and now I got a whole line of clothes that's not for sale. It's just for me. I'm just rocking my own gear. I'm not being caught with nobody else's gear. But be on the lookout, man. My documentary, my feature. I'm flying to L.A. July 10th to get a a private screening of my documentary that's coming out, feature documentary, A Cops and Robbers Story. People could catch a 20-minute snippet on TheGuardian.com. It's powerful. Yeah, on TheGuardian.com. Make sure sure we get that link so that we can can definitely promote it. Yeah, I'm yes, King. Yeah, and uh, that's it, man. Make sure you get this book. Once a cop, it's, I just called Simon and Schuster this morning to order some books for um, an event I'm doing in Mount Vernon on Tuesday. They said, yeah, we don't have no more. We got 300 on back order. We're getting them in two weeks. So with all of this stuff going on, like it's been really relevant, my story, because all this stuff that's happening, I've been talking about policing the black and brown communities. How, you know, the system is all messed up. It's not good for us. This is all that's happening now. And so people want to know what I'm talking about. And, and you watch this culture kind of transform and morph into where it's at right now. I got to tell you some my dealings with y'all, police, yeah. were different when you were on the force because the force was mm-hmm. made up still mostly by folks that lived in the city. Mm-hmm. And I got nabbed up in, in the Bronx one time, man, on... um. You know, trying to trying to bang cars, trying to steal cars, and I'm very thankful that those cops, uh, at least weren't killers. Maybe right. they were racist. Maybe they weren't, but whatever. They, right. they were people. I feel like who at least lived in the city, and they kicked my ass uh-huh. instead of you know instead of putting a bullet in me. Instead right. of you know, they basically kicked my ass. And then when I got to to see the judge, the judge they didn't even they didn't even put no charges on me. The judge let me R O R. They kicked my ass. Yo, Corey, they kicked my ass, though. I know how they used to do. They, I got I got tuned up a few times in the 80s in the streets. <laughs> they kicked my ass, bro. But, yo, I can't tell you. When, when the judge said, oh, oh, Dallas Penn, uh, release on your own recognizance, I was like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> Take my stick in that. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate y'all, brothers. All right? 
Salute so Jay. Yo, hey King, when that movie dropped, man, y'all know y'all gotta be at the premiere and I gotta do that exclusive with y'all. Y'all are ready. You know it. Let's go, let's go, let's All go. Right. Peace. Stay safe, Corey. Peace, peace, brother. Internet, Jenkins and Jenkins has offices in your community. We speak your language. We accept your style of payment. EBT, debit card, food stamps. We even have a layaway program. You need law. You need Jenkins and Jenkins. Redes, Jenkins and Jenkins tienen oficinas en tu comunidad. Hablamos tu idioma. Aceptamos todo forma de pago. Efectivo, layaway, EBT, food stamps. Lo que sea. With your first consultation, we'll give you a chopped cheese sandwich. We're Jenkins and Jenkins. We're in your community. Jenkins and Jenkins, abogado de la ley, 1800-223-9797. Hey!